0: That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. And this is the High Gain Podcast, John. The High Gain Podcast, Ed. Where are you recording from, John? You know what? I'm still in the basement
0: in West Seattle. Beautiful West Seattle.
1: Yeah, me too. Still in the basement. Nice. It's a little dark. Yep. It's a little dark today. We're recording towards the nighttime. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
0: We're nighttime in
1: it. It's cool. It's fun. We're not scared of the night.
0: Every once in a while. Yeah. We had to wait till each other were back from the early bird special,
1: you know, down at the Shoney's. I do occasionally get AARP mail, and I'm... super not into that (laughs) what
0: when you sign up for that you're gonna be happy once you get that emergency case of lockjaw or something who's got your back
1: the AARP yeah hey John let's talk about guitars today
0: oh yeah let's do that
1: let's go that route
0: let's do that a little something different
1: yeah I've got a guitar here Ed that is uh, one of the weirder things we've done yeah you sent me some pictures.
0: Yeah, I maybe did send you a couple few pictures.
1: And I do not
0: like it. We haven't done anything yet, and Ed hates it. Yes. How is that,
1: viewers, <laughs> for classic Ed? Yeah, you know, snap decisions. Yeah. Change my mind, John. Make me love that thing.
0: I'm so tired of being alone. I'm so tired of on my own. Won't you Help me, girl, just as soon as you can. People say that I've found a way to make you say that you love me.
1: Beverages.
0: What do you think of that? Some smooth stylings. Do you know even know who that was? I have no idea. <sighs> that's Al Green. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I wasn't gonna even go
1: all Al Green style on it.
0: I'm so tired of being. Alone.
1: Maybe that's why I didn't, you know. Tired
0: of being. Alone. I'm so tired of
1: a Oh, it's Al Green. Oh yeah. Oh, I get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Once upon a time we
0: lived near a Walgreens and the W was out. I just saw that on Twitter. Did you now? Like, is that a true story you just told me? It is. So we took to calling it Al Green's. Oh, I'm going to go over to the Al Green's. We had a lot of people that were students of ours, and they, I guess, remembered it. And just recently, some of them have started posting photos that they're taking of Walgreens with the W burnt out.
1: That's weird, because within the last week, I saw an Al Green's Walgreens, like on Twitter or something. And yeah, crazy. What are you drinking, Ed? A Klaus-Taller original non-alcoholic beer. Really? It's my go-to nighttime beverage. It's your nighttime beverage? It's my nighttime podcasting recording beverage. (sighs) You know? Superior taste and it's crisp and fresh, it says. The German Pioneer, it says. That is super awesome. It's won some World Beer Awards, I see. World's Best Style winner, it says. Really cool suits. Later, Hosen. Up at the beer contest. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Style award. Huh. Yeah. What are you drinking, John? I have a lovely heaping glass full of orange juice. That is crazy funny. My hand started to go to a big jug of orange juice we had, and then I didn't do it. Huh. That would have been weird.
0: I don't understand the measurements involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a man of the world. I've had a few different styles of orange juice. Yeah. You got your plain orange juice, right? Right. And then your orange juice with pulp. Mm Mm-hmm. You know where you stand. Right. Either it has it in it or it does not. Okay, fine. I get it. This one says some pulp. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like half or like some like, oh, sorry, it, it got by us. We weren't paying attention. Like it's a disclaimer. I don't know. These are confusing times
1: I don't know what to tell you, John I think, um, I don't know It's tasty Yeah, sure
0: Ed Yeah I've got a guitar here Yeah On the surface of the description I'm about to give you Yeah Seems okay You got a couple of humbuckers (laughs) What's not to like about that? They dirt up real nice. You got volume and tone controls. You even have a phase switch. You can kick these things out of phase. What's not to like? Love it. What if I told you this guitar is shaped roughly like the, what do you call the handle part of a shotgun? Is that the stock?
1: Yeah, the stock up against your shoulder, yeah.
0: Between that part and the neck, it looks like an abbreviated shotgun. But that's not what it's called. No. This thing is called the Austin Hatchet. Came out in 1985 or so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm looking at the picture now. I get it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of... Hmm. Yep. There's your Bridgie. Sure. Get my necktastic on. You know and everything in between there it's not so
1: bad i guess otherwise this thing is weird i get what you're saying it seems more like what they tried to do was like let's remove all of the guitar that is not absolutely critical to it being a guitar yeah it's a neck and as little of a body as you could get The Steinberger, you know, they're a little more square than this thing because the body of the guitar butts right up against the neck pickup. It's only that wide. Yeah, that's about right. It's so ugly. I fucking hate it. I hate it. It has dot inlays that
0: are made out of brass. Oh, that's kind of cool. I guess that's to match the brass nut that they were doing, you know, late 70s, early 80s, but it was nutty for the brass. Yeah. And you know what's weird? It has two strap buttons on it. One at the butt end of the guitar, but the other one is put right into the side of the neck.
1: Yeah, cuz there's no fucking body. So if I'm
0: playing and I want to go up there and play, uh, my thumb is going to hit that uh strap button. So, oh well.
1: Yeah, it's almost like ergonomically it's not very well thought through.
0: Oh, yeah, it's horrible. So you want to know whose bright idea this was?
1: I want to know who the asshole is that, like, buys this fucking thing. Who's going to play this thing? Couldn't find
0: anybody that plays one. It's horrible.
1: Yeah. We got to go back to the 50s, Ed. I'm sorry to take you all the way back to the 50s. A really good time in America. The best.
0: We got to go back there again, don't we, uh, apparently. hmm There's a guy, like a lot of guys, that graduates college. Okay. He doesn't really know what he wants to do. He's in Chicago. He's looking for a job, and he gets one. He does a couple of weird things in sports equipment and just odd kind of jobs. He's not really fond of any of them. Odd jobs. Yeah, so he decides... You know about that guy? Odd job, the character? Yeah, from...
1: He throws his hat or something?
0: Yeah, 007? Yeah, did I just get something right?
1: You did. That's great. Cool. Nice work. You got a movie reference. Nice. Pretty good. Okay. This guy's name is Jack Westheimer. Okay. Old
0: Jack Westheimer. Oh, no. 2012, we lost Jack. He was born in 1930. It's a good run. So in the late 50s, he just thinks, all right, I'll just start my own company. So he starts the Westheimer Sales Company. He's only got one problem, though.
1: Alcoholism?
0: (laughs) Yeah. He had a debilitating porn habit. He didn't know what to sell.
1: Okay. Is it because of his drinking? Yeah. You know?
0: Probably. It's the 50s, right? Aren't they, like, a, running around with daiquiris in their briefcases and dipping their sandwiches in martinis? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he's in sales now? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's just blitzed and doesn't know
1: what he's going to sell. This is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, so he looks around at pop culture there in the 50s in America. What's the hip thing right now? He's seeing, like, Calypso music with the Harry Belafonte... He's seeing, like, all those beatniks, Cool Dad, Mm -hmm. and they all have one particular thing in common. They all like them, the bongos. Ugh, gross. Jack just thinks, maybe I'll get into the import business with bongos. Everybody seems to be nutty for them. Sure. So he does that. He imports them from Japan. You know where he gets them? I don't. Pearl. Okay, great. That's where old Jack is getting his bongos in the 50s. That seems like a great place to get bongos. From the Pearl Dudes? Yeah, man. Yeah, come on. I guess that does well enough, and he kind of is selling enough of them, and he wants to expand, and he's meeting all kinds of people in Japan. So he starts importing entire drum kits. Okay. But then he starts seeing ripples on the water, man. Something's coming, man. And it's not bongos. It's the guitar boom. It's like he's got a friggin' crystal ball, this guy. He's reading the ice cubes in his whiskey glass. Right. He's thinking, man, people are going to like these guitars, and maybe I should start getting in on that action. So he starts importing Kingston, which is like a beginner brand, and Taisco from Japan. He's one of the first people to do it. That's great, I guess. That puts him basically at the beginning of that wave that's going to hit the American shores of Japanese guitars. Old Jack Westheimer's doing it. Where's he selling them? You import them, and then you go through wholesalers. That could be factories. That could be guitar shops. That
1: could be people that want to slap their name on it. He's doing the middleman bulk thing.
0: Yeah, he's the importer dude. He's the one saying, like, what do you want, a shipping container of Tysko's? I could do that for you. Yeah, okay, Cool. Have you ever heard of Tysco Del Rey? Yes. He
1: changed the name to Tysco Del Rey just because he thought it sounded cooler. When I think of Tysco, I think of Tysco Del Rey. I think at some point, some Tysco I had, you know, 30 years ago, had Del Rey on it. Yeah. I think the majority
0: of what we would have seen in this country were the Del Reys because he did that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. But then in 68, boom. The demand was mostly satisfied between Japan and European makers and what was happening with the Chicago boys. And so the market in the U.S. begins to fold in on itself. 68. Where did you say he was living? He's in Chicago. Chicago. I'm sure he knew all the Chicago boys. Yeah. I wonder what they thought of old Jack bringing in the Japanese instruments. Yeah. They must have been
1: like, yeah, fucking Jack, man. This guy, he is responsible for mid to late 60s Japanese, like the beginning of that. Yes. Man, how much money did this fucking guy make?
0: There are no exact numbers, but the sources I read seemed to imply that the majority of Japanese guitars that came to America during this time were because of Jack. Oh my God. Yeah, hit our shores because Jack brought them here. (laughs) Yeah. He started to import guitars in 1959, and then the market goes soft in 68.
1: Imagine, dude gets a dollar for every Japanese guitar that's imported into the U.S.
0: Yeah. He keeps trying, but it's not getting any better. Right. Because the market has collapsed, and now the economy's getting nutty, because you know we got Nixon.
1: Sure. We've got some unrest in the nation in 1968. Ed Peterson hits the shores. (laughs)
0: Hits the shores, yeah, on a wave of optimism.
1: Exactly. Ed Peterson is birthed into the nation. Yep. <laughs> People are ecstatic. He lands in Florida. You know about that? No, I didn't know it was Florida. I was born on Homestead Air Force Base in Homestead, Florida. I think if we could
0: trench off Florida,
1: yeah, they could be their own island off the coast of America. Mm-hmm. That would be all right. You're not a fan? No. Of Florida. You lived there. I did. You taught there. I did. You hated it. Not a fan. You know
0: when that Twitter account Florida Man came out?
1: Pretty accurate. Uh-huh. Yep. A lot of old people. People from Jersey going down to Florida, right? Yeah, they
0: go to the south part where people like have regular accents. Or like Miami. That was in the swamp.
1: Yeah, I mean if you're in Florida and you're not connected to a beach, you're doing Florida wrong. That's exactly what I thought. Whose fault is that, John?
0: How is this fine teaching establishment not located on a beach? Ridiculous. Okay, so... So in the wake of the implosion of the guitar market, mm -hmm. Nixon stops tying the dollar to gold and lets the currencies just kind of float around doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, the whole fiat currency thing. Yep. Currency manipulation.
0: So as a result, the yen completely leapfrogged... The dollar and went apeshit. The fucking Fed, baby. In 1972, this all of a sudden made it kind of prohibitive for our man Jack to import very many more guitars from Japan. Okay. He had to figure out what the hell to do and quick. So he starts going around the Pacific Rim looking to see like what else is out there. And he hits upon South Korea. Okay. Our man Jack must have a lot of money because he just goes there and builds a factory. He gets a Korean partner. Named Young Park. Oh, cool! They make a go of this, and they name the factory Court. Ever hear of Court guitars? Totally. C O R T. Totally. That is the Court Factory. Interestingly enough, Ed, during the kind of flamenco acoustic boom in Japan, guitars had Spanish names like Ibanez, for instance. Look at the Spanish guitars. Isn't that great? Look, Spanish name. There was one called Cortez. They were making Martin knockoffs
1: back in the day. I know those as well, totally.
0: Yeah, so when he goes to open up his new factory in South Korea, he just shortens it to court. He figures most people in those Asian countries are so used to thinking of the Spanish names for acoustic-only guitars, he didn't want them to wig out because there was a Spanish name being applied to an electric guitar. Huh, okay. Okay. And this factory, they make guitars, both branded and unbranded, for import into a whole bunch of other countries, not the least of which is the United States. Okay. You want to make a guitar and slap your name on it? The Court
1: Factory will do that for you. Sure.
0: If it was 1973, man, we could uh, go nuts on the Peterson models.
1: Oh my God, can you imagine? Flood the market? Yeah, with Petersons. The people would eat those up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's that got to do with this Austin guitar?
0: Well, by 1976, our guy Jack and his court factory, the amount of imports that they're bringing into the USA surpasses what they're bringing in from Japanese factories. Yeah. In fact, here's the freak out, Ed. Yeah. In the today times, right now, as we talk, more than half of all guitars made in the world Mm -hmm. come from Korea. Today. Today. Bang it out.
1: I love it when they bang them out like that.
0: I don't have a problem at all with the sound, but the way it doesn't balance or sit where you want it to annoys the crap out of me. Playing this thing is, I wouldn't call it fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting over here listening to all this remotely, right? Yes. What I hear is what the viewers are getting. Disjointed
0: statements seemingly unrelated?
1: Yes. But as you play the guitar, like, yeah, that sounds like any number of other humbuckery driven sound on this show.
0: And that's the weird irony is that with the DiMarzio type humbuckers and the neck through the body and the strings through the body. Right. I don't have a problem with the
1: tone. Tell me again, guitar snob guy, how tone wood matters. Yeah. You cannot tell the difference with this guitar that John's playing right now. Like, what wood's it made out of? There's no fucking wood. There's no goddamn guitar. It's all (laughs) gone. Does the tone wood matter when there's no fucking wood?
0: Exactly right.
1: (laughs) So, okay, now we're to the point where
0: this thing actually uh, (laughs) comes out of Jack Westheimer's ass and enters the world.
1: Okay. So, is this thing made in one of those Korean factories? Is that what you're telling me?
0: Yes, it is. It's made in the court factory.
1: Oh, you know who I could see playing that guitar? Billy Gibbons. You know, it's got ZZ top vibes to it.
0: That is really funny that you would mention that, Ed.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Have you ever seen the Chiquita travel guitar? Yes. Michael J. Fox played one in Back to the Future?
1: Yes. Partly
0: designed by Billy Gibbons.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That seems right. I could see that dude playing it with his weirdo-like guitar strap around his waist so he can spin the guitar in a circle and (laughs) shit like that. Of course. Yeah.
0: So in the late 70s, Jack Westheimer designs this thing. (laughs) And his inspiration for it was apparently his Colt 45 handgun.
1: Yeah, weird. It doesn't look anything like that.
0: It needed to be tweaked because uh, if you're trying to fit two pickups and all that stuff in it, maybe that's not going to work. So old Young Park, his uh, partner in the court factory, he tweaked
1: the design to kind of make it work a little better. Make it like a different gun. Yeah. And then call it a hatchet.
0: Yeah, well, it comes out in 1980, and it's called different things depending on where it's being sold. And that was the part that was kind of uh, confusing to me, but I finally figured it out. Yeah. K took them, so you could get one that said K on it, and it was just called the K-45. So weird. And it was introduced in Europe. Of course, the USA version is the one I have right here, the Austin Hatchet. Who knows who was behind the Austin? Maybe some guy named Austin was like, Hey, Jack, I'll take 500 of those wacky guitars you just made. Just put my name on them. Call it the Hatchet. <laughs> sure thing. we Will do. Sure. Court made one that had its own name on it. An actual court one. They called it the Court 45.
1: I like that name better, I think. The Court 45? Yeah, because it's kind of like Colt 45, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of funny. When it came out in 1980, what were they getting for this thing in 1980 dollars? I'm going to be so bad at this. Like $462. It was $176. Wow. Which doesn't
0: seem bad, but... Yeah, I mean, made in Korea. I don't know. In today dollars, it's like $600. bucks. i am not paying 600 bucks for this thing
1: but like in 1980 most guitars were still rolling at that $2000 number. Yeah, most guitars probably were closer to that like 400 number.
0: Well, it didn't last too much longer anyway. It petered out mostly by 86. Yeah, comes out in 80 under various names and it's gone pretty soon. But, yeah. Good thing that that's not all court had going on. They're still making shit, right? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're still a court factory. Yeah. In the 80s, they did the Striker series for Kramer. Cool. They did the Platinum series for BC Rich. Ooh. They were doing stuff for dudes. Sure. And still are. Great. So that's how this little thing that looks like a rifle came into being.
1: Yeah, so this dude is like, what's his name? Old Man Walton. Sam. Sam, exactly. This dude's like the Sam Walton of guitars, destroying the country piece by piece.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, there are other people bringing guitars in from Japan, but leading the charge, it was Jack.
1: Yeah. Yeah exactly much like sam walton leading the charge of like importing shit from china right and selling it for a nickel and mom and pop stores go out of business destroying the country
0: you think it's the japanese imports that killed the chicago boys or do you think it was just saturation of the market in general no more demand sorry
1: that's a thing we've never done like in 1970 whatever like call it 72. How many USA made guitars were sold? And then how many import guitars were sold? What does that number look like? Because at some point we hit a tipping point and it just flipped, right? Right. So 600 bucks for that thing. Sure. i bet some dude in Florida gobbling those things up. I wonder if he's converting them to rifles. You know, we've talked about our favorite guitars like our top 10 and i have to tell you this is not in my top 10
0: is this one all 10 of your bottom 10
1: i think it might be of the guitars we've done i think this is the bottom i just hate it
0: where'd you get that i don't want to talk about it
1: yep We've done guitars where I've been not stoked about the guitar, but then usually by the end, there's something like some guy played it or, you know, it's got some feature to it. This thing, nothing. What do the little uh, switches do? One of them is a pickup selector. Okay. And the other throws them out of phase. There's the saving grace for that guitar. Any guitar with a phase switch, I'm into. That's it. Can't really
0: tell too much difference
1: i take it back i still fucking hate it yep you can hate it probably if it had more wood if there were more tone wood you'd be able to tell
0: if there was some coco bolo or pal yeah <laughs> exactly yeah if there was some super flamed out something
1: oh then it'd just sing <laughs> oh
0: that's the austin hatchet <laughs> cool so, viewers, if you want to find out more about this and see more pictures of it, I will put a bunch of them up on Instagram at The High Gain. Wear some protective eyewear.
1: People will love it. The people love these things. People love these things. You know. There's other places to go to. You can check us out on the Facebook and the Twitters and all of that stuff. Maybe some Patreons. Patreon.com slash The High Sure. It's all there for you. Maybe leave a review on the iTunes. We'd love that. It's been a little while since someone roasted us on there. We should buy this and do a giveaway. No, John. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. No. You're
0: not supposed to give away something nobody wants.
1: All right. Good job, John. Good job to you, too, Ed. Thanks. Okay, bye. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.